Hey, hey, and good day, and welcome, or welcome back to my guest list pod. I'm your host, Darren, and thanks for taking some time out of your day to listen in from wherever and whenever you're doing so. It's Season 2, Episode 17 of My Guest List Pod, and it's another review and recommend episode. This is the small companion show that I do with my main interview episodes that you can find here on the same feed every other week. But before we get into that, remember, if you would like to get in contact with me or the show, you can find me at My Guest List Pod pretty much anywhere you look. On to today's show. So if you can spare five minutes from your true crime podcasts, or you have the slightest interest in science, then today's recommended podcasts are going to be right up your alley. Yes, I did say podcasts, as I think it is more reasonable and efficient to suggest this network of shows as a whole rather than doing them individually. The Naked Scientists podcasts are a collection of award-winning science-based podcasts and science radio shows. There are a multitude of Naked Scientist shows covering all aspects of the scientific world and areas of study. These include shows like Naked Genetics, Naked Astronomy, and Naked Neuroscience. Then there are the more general shows like Ask the Naked Scientists, Quickfire Science, Naked Scientist Specials, and not forgetting the flagship radio program, The Naked Scientists, which is broadcast live by the BBC in the east of England, nationally by BBC Radio 5 Live and internationally on ABC Radio National Australia and is obviously distributed globally as a podcast. There are also some relatively new shows that have been added to the network of late, like Naked Oceans and Naked Gaming, the latter looking into the scientific aspects and effects of gaming in the 21st century. But no matter what your interests, there is something for everyone. Even the shows that do focus on a particular area of study usually do a roundup of recent developments in the scientific community and what's making news in science globally. So you don't usually miss out on any of the major scientific updates, even if you decide to only listen to one of the Naked Scientist shows. The shows range in length from 30 minutes to an hour. However, the show Quickfire Science is generally only one to two minutes long and gives you an elevated pitch look at a particular topic in each episode perfect for those of us with short attention spans. As such, as an example of what you can expect from the Naked Scientists podcasts, I thought it might be more interesting if I included some of these quick-fire science shows for you to listen to, rather than cut out portions of the longer shows as I do with some of the other podcasts I recommend. Obviously, the longer shows go into far more detail when presenting a subject, but I'll leave those for you to explore at your leisure. For now, here is some quick-fire science. Most diseases that you can get have their roots in your DNA. But ever since medicine began, treating those diseases hasn't actually involved tackling those root problems. That is, until 40 years ago, when doctors successfully inserted new DNA into five people to help treat their melanoma. Welcome to a new type of medicine, gene therapy. So how does it work? Well, a gene is a bit of DNA, and there are different ways a gene can malfunction to give you a disease. So different types of gene therapy might do different things. One treatment might replace a harmful mutated gene with the non-mutated healthy version. Or if the mutated gene isn't vital, the treatment might want to stop it from working altogether. That's called knocking it out. In other cases, your body might be totally missing a gene that you need. Gene therapy in this case could just add it back in. Here's the problem though. To efficiently add bits of DNA into your cells, you usually need some kind of vector. 
Certain viruses are really good vectors, because that's how they infect you anyway, by inserting their genes into your cells to hijack them and make more themselves. Gene therapy can exploit that by modifying the virus, stripping out the viral genes, and replacing them with useful gene therapy ones instead. But putting foreign material, like viruses, into your body can be risky. It can trigger your immune system to attack, potentially leading to lethal inflammation. Plus, there are other risks too. With some therapies, there's a chance that messing with your body's genetic code could cause cancer. That's why right now doctors are moving cautiously, and they usually prioritize diseases with a bad prognosis and no other cures. But for those diseases, it can be a lifeline. And as it gets safer, gene therapy looks to become a pretty powerful tool. Last weekend, you might have noticed the moon looking particularly big and bright. This is because of a phenomenon known as the supermoon. Here's your quickfire science on supermoons with Greer Jackson and Ginny Smith. A supermoon occurs when a full moon coincides with the closest point to the Earth that the moon travels to. They happen about once a year. The moon's orbit is not circular, but elliptical, meaning its distance from the Earth can vary between 357,000 kilometres and 406,000 kilometres. When the moon is at its closest point, known as perigee, it appears up to 14% larger and 30% brighter than at its farthest point, known as the apogee. An optical illusion means the moon always looks bigger when it's on the horizon, so when the moon rises it will look especially impressive. The moon creates tides on Earth because its gravity pulls harder on the side of the Earth which is closest to it. The resultant tides are seen both in the sea and in the rock which moves up and down by up to half a metre. The fact that the moon is closer at the moment will have an effect on tides, albeit a small one. Tides may be up to an inch higher at most, but the difference isn't likely to be noticeable for us humans. The next supermoon will be seen on August the 10th, with its closest pass at 7pm Greenwich Mean Time. This will be the closest the Earth comes to the moon all year, so it's worth looking out for. HPV is a group of very common viruses called the human papillomaviruses. Most HPV infections pass through you without any symptoms, but in some people, some viral infections lead to genital warts. A doctor can usually diagnose this by a quick examination, and you can treat them with a cream, or with surgery or by freezing them. Other HPV infections can be more serious and put you at risk of different types of cancer. Cervical cancer, in particular, is nearly always due to HPV. Testing for it means a cervical screening. The NHS offers this by invitation to all women and people with a cervix aged 25 to 64. There is a vaccine for HPV. And starting in September, all school children aged 12 to 13, no longer just girls, will be offered the vaccine. Primarily a UK-based group, as you would expect, the main presenters like Chris Smith are British. But the shows feature interviews with scientists and specialists in their fields of study from all over the world. Quite a few Aussies get a look in as well, which is pretty cool. You can interact with most of the shows by email, and obviously that's the concept behind their Ask the Scientists and Question of the Week podcasts. 
I have found these shows to provide hours of entertainment and education for myself as I work through their back catalogues, and I encourage you to give them a listen. That's it for this week. If you like my show, consider giving me a five-star rating wherever you can. If you follow the Rate the Podcast link in the show notes, it will automatically present you with the options for where you can rate the show on your device. Other than that, just reach out and say hi through email or any of the other social platforms, except for TikTok, and let me know what you think of the show or ask me a question. Maybe suggest a show that you think I might like. My next show is an interview episode, and it's a mammoth chat that went for over three hours. Perfect for that extra long commute or international plane ride, now that we're all travelling again. So thanks again for listening, and as usual, I'll chat at you again next week.